coming up on Raisin Bread. I'm finding that a lot of people are able to use YouTube and use podcasts and use things like that to kind of grow their comedy career to where it doesn't have to uh, be maintained by, you know, the, the gatekeepers or the industry or whatever, because mm. at the end of the day, the thing that that ends up being the most vocal is dollars and cents. It's like, who's actually buying tickets? Who's yep. coming to these shows? And right. so you could be the best or wokest or most, you know, I'm getting applause breaks on Comedy Central, or you could be a guy who's funny and you sell out Madison Square Gardens or whatever theater. So it's like, what choice do you, and I, I know I'm, I know I'm funny. So I'm like, well, I, I don't, I don't want to have to kind of participate in the mind games or I'm, I'm almost 35. So I don't want to, I don't feel like doing the Jesus. Yeah. Wow. All right. What, wait, were you saying Jesus to me being almost 35 or? Yeah, I didn't realize that it was you were knocking on that door so quick. I thought I thought you had a little bit more time, but uh, so thirty five is not that old. You, I mean, it's older. Jesus, look good. I mean, Jesus is dead yeah. by then. Sure, actually died, sure. came back, and I, gone again. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Raisin Bread. This is Basil. Uh, with me today is Ben, Derek Smith, and the great comedian Hello. Martin Morrow. What's up, Martin? What's up, gang? How are we doing out in these streets? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing and we're great. off to the races. <laughs> yeah, good to meet you, man. Good to meet you. It's um, you as well, ben. it's I've been watching every bit of you that I can find on YouTube uh, to sort of get myself up to speed with your your comedy and who you are because uh, it's it's really odd that this is a thing that i'm meeting you for the first time uh we've literally never spoken before and we've never seen each other in the flesh and yet here we are and we're going to try and chat as colloquially and as casually as we possibly can so let's see where it takes us I want yes. that. and what, yeah what i was talking chat. yeah <laughs> i was talking before we went on air um about how it's a bit of a a cliche to ask comedians this but the reason that it is is because it's always a good question which is like and as something of a stand-up novice what made you get up for the first time what drew you into comedy initially? or or ben what we could do is ask him who he is and what sort of comedy he does and yeah i'm assuming that everyone knows him more than i do including the audience you're absolutely right yeah correct 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 <laughs> so i like to yeah. start with you know the basics so, <laughs> so martin morrow yeah what's your name where are you from <laughs> yeah all right uh my name is martin morrow i currently live in los angeles california but i'm originally from birmingham alabama uh, i'm Oof. a comedian writer and uh actor out here you know just just doing doing everything i can to stay afloat and keep me and my dog alive what kind of dog yeah uh she's a pit mix she's half pit half i i don't know if it's half i didn't do a dna test but i just say pit and boxer because some dude was like i think that's boxer in there but like i feel like every every white guy is a dog expert so they just let you know like yes that's half <laughs> or back in there yeah no that's just a little bit of a yeah i i've actually heard about a scam like that like you can send in your dog to get your dog dna even though I don't mm -hmm. think they've actually mapped it out like that. Um, and mm -hmm. you, you're supposed to send in a sample and a picture of your dog, and then they just tell you what your dog is. 
but I'm pretty sure they're just going off that picture and then you give them $300 to basically mm-hmm. just be a white guy on the street. Be like, yeah, I think that's a boxer. You know, <laughs> that's cheating. Yeah. If 23 and me did that, we'd be really suspicious if they just went, send us, send us your spit sample and a headshot. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get, we'll get back to you with what your ethnic breakdown is. Exactly. He's got Zimbabwe and eyes. So probably a little bit of Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. <laughs> What does the bump way and eyes look like? I'm curious. I, I, I'm not the expert here, man. I don't know. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, they have pain. And out of, uh, you know, pain. Pain. Uh, <laughs> and victory. The, from the look of hyperinflation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a deep cut, Ben. Wow. <laughs> from downtown. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. We used to call them the pain of inf- Rhodesian hmm? eyes. But, uh, uh, we fixed that, so that's good. <laughs> how did we? How did we fix them? Uh, well, uh, we, we killed a bunch of white people and uh, called it Zimbabwe. Humble brag. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I didn't learn a lot. Uh, about it. You watch Richard Pryor talks about it. It's great. Uh, okay. That's where, I, that's where I learned most of my history and facts is from stand-ups. That's why I'm not the political guy. Mm. Mm. I think that's. I think you're setting up a false premise there, what? saying mm-hmm. that that means you're not the political guy, mm-hmm. because there. I think stand up today of all days is a pretty reliable source of like history <laughs> and political fact, because at least they'll just take the piss out of everyone, and then you can just deduce through the two waves of piss taking where the truth lies. And that's what I did growing up. That's what I really liked was it was just like everyone was getting it. That was my that was my favorite thing about stand up. Okay. All right. This is this is way off topic, but Ben, you have the most perfect fucking YouTube camera. Like I don't know what like if you told me <laughs> that you hosted a murder mystery podcast and like we we solve the unsolvable, I would believe you just based off of whatever camera you're using right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I look like that guy who stares down the barrel of the camera and goes, like, you won't believe what he did to his mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, I will. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... They do that a lot, don't they? Like, uh, you, yeah. you won't believe what happened next. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's exploitative. Yeah, they just exploit like uh, <laughs> that's that's all the yeah. murder is now. It's like how do we yeah. how do we make murder palatable for weird white women who are always terrified? Right. Yeah, yes, yeah. and it does it does seem to be as well that we're like we're in this weird period of like we're all of our content regardless of budget, right? So like you, for example, you've just mentioned there, like I look like a true crime TikToker. And um, who have an innumerable number of parts. There's this one guy in particular, I can't remember his name, something Neil, Jack Neil, maybe. And he, he literally, I've heard him say things like, things you won't believe, part 37. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus, there's 36 other parts to this. But, like, but the other thing is, it, you're absolutely right. There's like, we're just reporting on and dramatizing stuff that's already happened. Like, and I'm getting kind of bored of it. It's like, for example, on Prime at the moment, there's the Chippendales series. Mm-hmm. 
which is like it's it's really good, Awful. but it's just like yeah, but the Chippendales already happened. Like, can't we? What's can we write the new? Or do you reckon there are white women out there just hoping and praying that there's a new mass murderer on the loose, so that they're going for fifteen years time, yeah. fifteen years time that Netflix series that's going to drop fire. Yeah, yeah. either he's going to get me, <laughs> or I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, serial killer. I mean, serial killer podcasts. They're like the Winter Olympics. Like it's like a mostly white. Of no disrespect, but fellas, it's just a mostly white. <laughs> yeah, know, event. Yeah, no. You know no. what I mean? I mean, yeah. It's it, it's white guys too. I mean, it's just dudes that look like me. Oh, then, but then the audience is all white women, right? Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've asked black women the we whether they watch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to have you here, buddy. Like it's been it's been a while since you know we talk on the we talk on the phone, but it's it's very different to have you on video. Um, so it's it's pretty it's pretty exciting to to have you. What have you been What have you been working on, man? Uh, you know what. Uh, What's been keeping you? How are you? How are you getting on SNL? What What are you doing to get, on, <laughs> to get Lauren Michaels uh, to finally? Yeah, uh, n- nothing to get on Lauren Michaels' radar. I uh, hmm. I kind of want to carve my own path. I think, um, and that's something I recently had to come to. I don't want to say come to grips with, but I want to be like that, that. Not even my own path, but like there, there's. A, I think there's there are different methods. There's some where you have to. Mm-hmm kind of kowtow to the industry and somewhere you can kind of do things on your own, like, like an Andrew Schultz or a um, Sam, Sam or to some extent, but I'm finding that a lot of people are able to use YouTube and use podcasts and use things like that to kind of grow their comedy career to where it doesn't have to uh, be maintained by, you know, the, the gatekeepers or the industry or whatever, because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the thing that, that ends up being the most vocal is dollars and cents. It's like, who's actually buying tickets, who's coming to these shows. And so you could be the best or wokest or most, you know, I'm getting applause breaks on comedy central, or you could be a guy who's funny and you sell out Madison square gardens or whatever theater. So it's like, what choice do you, and I I know I'm, I know I'm funny. So I'm like, well, I I don't, I don't want to have to kind of participate in the mind games or I'm I'm almost 35. So I don't want to, I don't feel like doing the Jesus. Yeah. Wow. All right. What? Wait. Were you saying Jesus to me being almost thirty-five? Or yeah, I didn't realize that it was you were knocking on that door so quick. I thought I thought you had a little bit more time, but uh, so thirty-five is not that old. You. I mean, it's older. Than, <laughs> older than Jesus. Good. I mean, Jesus is dead yeah. by then. Sure. <laughs> Actually, died, sure. came back, and gone again. Do you ever look at hills and think this was like a, this would be a weird hill to? <laughs> to die on or anything like that. What are your thoughts on Hills, Martin? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess it depends on the hill. There's a lot of bad hills to die on. There's one in particular, uh, like, you know, if I'm, if I'm walking up it, I'm like, well, I got to figure out a way around, uh, around that hill. Are you, are you meant, did you mean metaphorical hills or literal hills? I mean, whatever, just hell, whatever, you know, everyone's hell. got a top five. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I mean, in all, in all seriousness, I, I'm, uh, you know, going back to what you said, like, I, I, I'm with you, man. Um, 
you know how I feel about the comedy industry. I think it's archaic. I think it is a dinosaur. Uh, it's why I dragged Derek onto this podcast. Um, some might say forcefully. Yeah. Um, Uh-oh. And no, I mean, in a good way. Uh, I, I know. Because, I'm just giving you shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, I just, I've just seen too many people on SNL that we used to know. So if you guys don't know this, Martin used to do comedy in Chicago. Part of the Lincoln Lodge, yep. really great troupe. Um, yeah, shout out to the Lodge. Um, and uh, used to do a bunch of amazing things at Second City. Um, he's done a lot of really cool stuff, um, and we really haven't haven't played uh, his accomplishment his accomplishments up uh, enough. Uh, the thing is, uh, is that I, I for me personally, I don't I don't do comedy anymore. I used to do comedy in Chicago. I just keep seeing people from, you know, either Martin's class or my class who are doing things. And I'm just like, like, I'm happy for them. It's great. Good work. You know, I'm glad you found your niche. Um, but I'm confused as to why this is the preferred uh, person, so to speak, over, let's say, a Martin or a Derek Smith or God, who's another name, you know, any funny comic in Chicago, Meryl Lee. Merrily should be Merrily, huge, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Merrily should. Well, I mean, I mean, I, know, I, I, I don't can't know. Speak I, for Martin, I know why I am not getting those phone calls. Uh, that's true. Yes, because, you uh, are. I, yep. I, I don't read emails, and I don't write emails, and I also mm -hmm. i I don't really answer the phone if I don't know the number, mm -hmm. and I rarely call people back. So, yep. Um, so, and I'm late a lot. for me, I don't get emails. Okay. No. Okay. He, Go he into that. Even get him. Why is that? Um. Well, I mean, I, I, I have my assumptions. I, I know that they're again kind of the uh, without going too deep, too deep on on our first go okay. round. I'm sure I'll be back. Um. But yeah, I, I think that there are people who who make it a so so for for me in general, right? I'm a black dude from Alabama. I'm supposed to be happy just to be here. I'm supposed to be the kind of goofy, lovable. Like, <laughs> they, no, it's, they, they, so I think they, they kind of, I know, yeah. but they, but they, they treated me like I was just a dumb fucking hick who should just be happy that he made it to a certain level. Then when I started surpassing people, it was like, whoa, 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 you weren't supposed to do all that shit. Cause I, dude, when I first moved to Chicago, there, there was, like, I, I want to say, 15, 20 days in, something like that. It was it was less than three months. I remember someone giving me a ride to um to a to a little bar after and I think we all did a show or an open mic, something like that. Uh mm -hmm. we all rode together, it was a good time, we're drinking, this, that, the third, and then I'm ready to like, you know, oh drop people off, taking people home, taking people to the train, right? Uh the issue mm -hmm. is I was new there. I didn't know like which train operated when, so the train that they were trying to take me to was already done. I had to walk for two hours to find a bus that would be open. I ended up walking. I believe that the bar had to you know, let out at three, four, something like that. Um, and by the time I made it to a bus, I was, to, able, was able to get to my apartment and stuff. It was like, wow, this is how this is. And I remember people telling me early on, like, yeah, we just thought you act too friendly. Okay, so now I'll be an asshole, right? And now that, now that I, I'm an asshole, but I'm an asshole who smiles – the the kind of implication is whoa so this guy is 
he must be trying to manipulate us or he must be uh, a dick or this, that, a third. Yeah. It's like, you guys were just telling me I was smiling too much and I was too happy and trying to be too friendly. So now I'm doing this yeah. shit or, or I'm not the, again, the expectation of what people want me to be or perceive me to right. be. Then it's like, whoa, what, what else is this? What, what is he hiding? All that kind of shit. You, you're all, you've all been mean to me for four years. So what do yeah. you want me to do? You know? Well, what yeah. are you hiding? That's what we want to know. Uh, you can say it now. <laughs> Every, everybody else's question. secrets. Yeah. Everybody else's secrets, apparently. What, uh, that might be true. What, are you hiding anything? Do you have any like secret talents? Can you play any musical instruments? Can you, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, Amazing segue, Derek. Yeah. yeah. Do, can you? I play trombone. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Trombone is a crazy instrument. Like (laughs) it is because it changes size and none of them, none of the rest of them do. Most of them, you get like a little bit of this, just a little movement of the fingers. Yeah. Maybe this, (laughs) this thing is second only to the accordion. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. The accordion. That one's good now, but man, this one Mm. is loud. I love it. You gotta like you're right though, Derek, because it's like the trombone is a real like that's a statement. Yeah. That's a statement of an instrument. That's like you wear you wear a trombone. You like you you know, you kinda hang a guitar around your neck. You wear a trombone. It's on your shoulder like a two by four. And it <laughs> and and it works as a pretty good weapon as well. Yeah. Like if somebody gives do you still play? Uh, every now and then, yeah, I'll go to, if I'm like at a party where there's karaoke, I'll play, there's a, a jam band, uh, out here in LA that I'll go to every now and then as well. Go, go back, go back, go back. Karaoke with a live, what, brass quartet? No, just me. I'll just come out with my trombone if there's karaoke. Mm. And Do they know I'll, when you, you know, sign up, you write your name on the slip and you just say, Martin mm-hmm. Morrow, I'm going to do, uh, you know. Wind beneath my wings. Fifteen minutes, and then you walk up, <laughs> whip out the trombone, and they're like, "What is about to happen right now?" Like that is an amazing thing. I would love to see that. Me too. Yeah, I, I feel like there's there's definitely videos uh, somewhere uh, online of, of me playing trombone. No, so, really. Let's let's go yeah. right. Questions. What? Let, we need to get to the bottom of this. So you're paint the picture. You're going to a karaoke night with your trombone. Hmm? Yes. Well, wait, wait, yes. Okay. Like in a case. Wait, wait. He can afford, his, wait, wait, he can afford case, his own yeah. trombone, Ben. What are you? What are you trying to suggest? No, 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 no. Look, look, look. I'm saying, seldom does one go to a karaoke night with their own kit. Normally, <laughs> the mic and everything you need is already there. Mm. But Martin is going there, kitted out. He's prepped. Mm-hmm. And so you, t- yeah. you turn up with your own trombone, and then are you are you going into are you asking somebody else in the bar like okay look I need you to be my vocals because um like you know I've got I've I've got the gear uh, but I just, I need you there to I'm not going to be taking the mic like I can't look I'm not I'm not a magician I can't I can't play the trombone and sing at the same time. Or are you just doing like a vote? Are you doing the med- melody on a trombone? It's it's a mixed bag. So usually, if I'm doing a song, 
uh, where there's like a, an instrumental break or something Wait, like is that. Is this real? Are we doing a This bit? is real, I yeah. can't tell anymore. Jesus This Christ. is real. Okay, go on, go on. This is how interesting I am. I didn't even question that. I, 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 like Martin, you could have had my pants down right now, and I would have, I'd have been with you the whole way. Well, but well, no, anyway, no, so carry on. So you literally any, so you'll pick a song with a one hell of an instrumental. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and either do that, or uh, if I'm like at a like I have a friend who has a karaoke set up in his house, uh, and if he's having a party, uh, and they do the karaoke thing. Uh, then I'll, I'll just pull out the trombone. I usually keep it in my trunk <laughs> and I'll just start playing now, along to songs that so, kind of can uh, use it. Were you always able to make playing the trombone cool? And how often do you keep it in your trunk? Uh, <laughs> I, I would say six, <laughs> six, Jesus Christ, sixth through ninth grade. I was not able to make it look cool, but when I joined jazz band, I kind of, was able to cool it up a little bit. I was like one of three, maybe five black kids in my marching band or in my band in general. So mm-hmm. I think automatically, because again, this is trustful Alabama. So I was able to bump up the cool factor of the band, even though I myself mm-hmm. was not cool outside of band. But because I was cool in band, I made the band look, because I would like do choreography like that. Um, so yeah, that was like the, quote unquote cool factor uh and then your your other question was how often do i keep it in my in my trunk Mm -hmm. i I mean i guess it depends on the barometer here but like a decent amount like right now i'm i'm cleaning out my trunk time time is the barometer i usually use for (laughs) a question like that (laughs) percentage yeah percentage Uh, work I'd say 60 percent of the time it's in my trunk right now it's not only because i'm cleaning out my trunk Fair enough. Well, All right. you're not yeah. a savage, right? So, yeah, of course, what? that makes total sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. I can't uh, believe I've never on, seen you play trombone. I can't believe I've never I, seen you either, actually. I've pl- I played it at Second City twice. I played it on my tour show, and I played mm-hmm. it um, I played it on main stage. I just can't I, believe yeah. you pulled it off. Like, you, like, you just, you brought it up so blasé about the whole thing. Like, on, that's, that's why I asked the question is like, that wasn't, you spoke about it. Like that's not unusual. <laughs> like the, the bringing a trombone to a karaoke bar is, is just, that's just what goes on in Martin's world. Right. That's just, how, that's, that's how he gets down. Like yeah. I imagine you now, I've got a vision of you now at a karaoke bar, looking at everyone else, like they're weirdos right. because they don't have their own instruments. No one here brought a flute. Right? Yeah. Flute's <laughs> yeah. 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 well, easy. God you can put it in your pocket. You know. Come yeah. on. <laughs> you gotta can like you? you have to like the door guy as a door, a former door guy, if somebody walked up with that, I'd be like, You're gonna have to open that up before I let you inside this establishment because that looks like it could hold anything inside of it. It's mm-hmm. a huge case. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yeah. Um and and usually they if like uh, if I'm at uh, Rainbow uh, in West Hollywood, then they they typically ask me to open up the case to okay. check and make well, sure it's not course. like yeah. Are you randomly yeah. selected to open up the case, or is everyone? Well, I'm the only one with the case, so I guess it depends on how random that could be. Yeah, I, 
They okay. ask you every time. Doesn't sound I'm trying random. to make sure that you're not. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to suggest here. So, okay. So uh, why not use this as content? Because this is weird. Uh, I think we've all kind of established that. Uh, and, you know, you <laughs> alluded earlier that uh, there are ways now to sort of build a path in comedy that don't necessarily involve the traditional roots. Thank God for that. Good Lord. Uh, why not post something like that? And what do you think of posting content and posting it regularly to places like YouTube and, and, and whatnot? Um, I, I mean, I've, I feel like I've posted it before a while, just a while ago and it just didn't either. It didn't get traction or I actually didn't post it. And I just thought I did. Um, but I did do Some like of a it did. there's a there's a there's a video out there I, I sent to the guys that has like at least a quarter mil from the Laugh Factory. So yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. some of it has traction. I think. No, I mean I, I was saying as far as trombone goes. Oh, oh, oh excuse me. Okay, well, sorry. Yeah, yeah I thought you were asking yeah, why don't I post Baz, do us all a favor. Yeah. We're not done with the trombone stuff yet. How often do you meet this? How often do you, how often, how often do you encounter? Okay, uh, I've met. You were actually the fourth person from Alabama that I've met that plays guitar, and I have only met five people from Alabama. So you, it's four out of five now. I mean, this is. Is there something about trombones and Alabama? Do they make trombones there? Why? Is it so popular? Okay. Now, I, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's. Look, when when I when I was growing up, uh, we we didn't just have a trombone shop willy nilly. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it's like now down there. You know, but <laughs> I can only speak. I can only speak from my experience. Uh, I knew the trombone players. I knew. I knew the Taylors, the Bens, the Brooks. The uh, the Blakes, you know, okay. the the Ryans, the Paynes. There was a guy named Payne who played. <laughs> That's way too. What is your life? Aggressive a name for a trombone player. What a trombonist yeah. is that the verb? Uh, the noun uh, rather, a trombonist. I'd say so. We we we, we tried to get trom- we tried to get tromboner uh, huh. as a thing. We, of course, our, of we, course, we had our t-shirts made. You know. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steer us back and ask him <laughs> about, about what his thoughts are. I know you, I know, look, you can have, you can ask as many trombone questions as you like, son. Okay. But like, <laughs> let's just get this one out of the way. All right. All right. All right. And you can, you know what I mean? I mean so, okay. so, so, so. Okay, you're 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 you've got a new way of thinking about the business. What are you doing to take advantage of it? Uh, you? you know, I, I feel like I, I am to some extent. I'm I'm kind of taking the uh, methods of 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 what's working. So like right now, you post a, you post on TikTok, you post a different clip on Instagram, you post on YouTube Shorts. You, YouTube Shorts, hmm. you get like usually two, three thousand views. Um, Interesting. Per, yeah. Did you hear so that, like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing with everything he's saying. I think this all sounds really good. Hmm. Do, you, do you run like a yeah. Discord? I've heard people talk about that. I don't know what that means. 
but I hear people. Talk I don't. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm at a Discord level quite yet. Uh, okay. I don't, and I don't know if I don't know if that's a thing for. I think that's usually for like people who fuck dogs. I think like Discord is like, hey, you want to watch this video? <laughs> 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 this is someone... Interesting. No thing. idea. So, that that's uh, what Discord is about. Uh, I feel like it's also video everybody... games, probably. Okay. Just to let everybody game. know, we do have a Discord. Feel free okay. to join. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, the two poles then of mm-hmm. Discord users, there must be somewhere between dog and video game enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where I would fall between those two poles. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of with you on the Discord thing. I know we have one. I still don't really understand what it's for. It kind of feels like a digital version of like a cl- yeah. of a of a clubhouse. I think like where you can sort of hang out with with people. It's it's almost like a, a comment section for like where you can you can. Talk about the content, but without Again, being everyone. in the whole public domain. We have a Discord, and you can join <laughs> it. And I know we're not selling it well right now, no, but like you're you're welcome to join. We I feel like to, we we need, but we need like a we have two hundred Jake Paula, an, yeah. a Jake Paula style name or Logang. Or Belieber, we need to be called like I don't know the raisin bread slices. Like our 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 fans, if bread there's heads. any of you out there, seek help. Bread there you go, breadheads, fantastic. Yeah. What would what would Martin Morrow's fans be called? Uh, MFers, Morrow followers. <laughs> All right. Oh, that was premeditated. Yeah, you yeah. thought that there's, there's some post-its knocking around your apartment with a lot of drafts of that. That was so quick and so slick. The MFers, wow, okay. Yeah. So he's like, uh, I've, let me describe Martin real quick. I'm warning my host, co-host here. Uh, Martin is uh, is like if Derek didn't hold back uh, and did the all shucks, you know, I'm just a Midwesterner from Oklahoma. I don't know what's going on. Right. That. <laughs> You got rid of that. You got mine. Tried hard. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, yeah. Why are you so angry? <laughs> no. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not angry at all. There's uh, the eternal only- question, Martin. Listen, I'm not angry at all. I'm, that's the question, Captain. Uh, I'm always angry. No, I, I, I just, I want, I want Derek to succeed. And, uh, and so... Sometimes that manifests itself in not the best ways, uh, and I take I take some anger out on him. So that's that's why I want him to be Derek, like you, Martin. I, well, I want him to post content. Well, let me ask you, Derek. What, what it, Derek? What does success look like to you? Uh, um, <laughs> uh, you know, you want to go around the room and come back to me. Uh, I'm not ready. <laughs> You see what I'm fucking talking about? You see what I'm fucking talking about? Every fucking time. You understand why I'm angry? You didn't know why before, but now you know. Every time. You know what? No, I, I, I mean, I, I would like to yep. get a. I would. I want to. I want to buy a Toyota Sienna. That would be success for me. Okay, that's what I'm looking into. 
It doesn't have to be new. It could be, it could be real old. Toyota Sienna. <laughs> Uh, we've got a lot of yeah. No, I I think that's more of a flex than you know, Derek. Like a man in a minivan, that's a confident man. (laughs) But how are you supposed to travel on the road with that? You're going to do road shows, son. You're going to travel with a Toyota Sienna. Yeah, yeah. You could travel with six friends. Yeah, and they've all got their own cup holder. We could fit like five trombones in the back. (laughs) <laughs> you could fit a sousaphone in a Toyota Sienna. Sure, right in the back. Speaking That's... of, I just learned about the craziest instrument, the octobass. Has anybody seen one of these? The octobass. No. The, the four, the forehead, the forehead bass. It's no, no. This is it. Is it's like okay? So there's a double bass that's like the tallest one. But then there's one mm-hmm. that you have to stand on a platform and you can't reach oh, yeah. the fucking neck. You have to like just use uh, these things and you you have to use a bow because it's too fucking mm-hmm. big. It's I'm just going to show you a picture of it cuz it is uh, that is oh, insane. Wow. I've just got a That's picture huge. up. What? Yeah. That that looks like you'd have to play it like the rats in Ratatouille play their one. Yes. yes like exactly. full standing cartoon, standing on top of one another with a long overcoat. Yeah. And because weirdly enough, I never thought that this off-air conversation would ever be brought up on a podcast. Derek and I have discussed uh, string instrument bow ratios before um, because... Derek assumed that the bigger the instrument, the bigger the bow, and <laughs> I had to be the one. I had to be the one to break it to him that it's actually very counterintuitive because you have less articulation when you're reaching out in front of you like that. So the double mm. bass or the octa bass, I imagine that bow is like six inches long, mm. like because you just don't have that. You don't have any reach. What? Mm-hmm. You, you you don't have to use your hands on the neck, you, so you get to have a big big one again, you know. Can also just and this say, is a one man instrument. Yeah, yeah. That that Go on, I'm still stuck on the ratatouille thing. Like I I don't remember that scene in ratatouille. I feel like if anyone references ratatouille, they reference cooking. I've never seen ratatouille <laughs> referenced outside of. <laughs> Either rats or cooking, and this is I'm I'm like, what, did they play bass in Ratatouille? When did the rats play bass? Look, Martin, it's it's on, as yet undiagnosed right? autism. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is there. It's the scene where um, oh god, I wasn't expecting follow up questions. It's the scene where they're in the colony and they're in like, and it's before they get Remy to smell all the food to see if it's gone off. And so he's like chilling out in the restaurant area, the little rat restaurant, and there's a house band and they're all playing their little instruments made of like a bottle cap and stuff. And I'm pretty sure um, that there is two rats playing a double bass or a rat sized double bass, are, but actually an octa bass because they're, they're on each other's shoulders. I mean- can you um, see the picture I'm sharing right now? Of- yeah, is, is that, yeah. Is, this, this is, of course, the photo from Ratatouille. Uh, in which yeah. they play, yes. Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. 
I mean, uh, yeah, that's going to be hard to travel in in your Toyota Sienna with, bro. Right. And 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 how are you? How are you supposed to get roof racks on it? It's great. But how are you supposed (laughs) to incorporate it into the act? Like, what is? How does that work? You know, everybody. I mean, I feel like that's the easiest part. Yeah. Okay, go on. So, what's the difference in crowds? How are you? How are you navigating that giant thing? Between you between you said that with so much venom, Baz. You literally. Oh, all right then, smart ass. Come on then, fucking octobus <laughs> in your set. Right, go, Martin. Fucking dropping a claim like that. How would you include it? What would you do? Have the audience members bring it in like pallbearers at a funeral. Bring you the octobus to the stage. Yeah. Or you just have it set up and you just hit like a punchline and you walk over and you just slap it really hard. <laughs> yeah. Don't even slap the string. You just slap the side of it. Yeah, yeah. Preferably something racist, Mm. for sure. No, no, Martin, Martin, to fill you in, um, basically, this podcast recently resulted in me no longer being employed. And um, because of things that I slash we have said on it. And uh, this is definitely a this yes, but this is definitely an anecdote that will be recycled. So if you're a regular listener to Raisin Bread, thank you, but bear with me because I'm going to milk this for all it's worth. It lost me my job. Um, One of the they took twenty excerpts out of the podcast to to grill me on and say like this was said. What did you mean by it? Or or like. any comment on this one of the funniest ones was baz said to me um uh ben you've you have to understand you have friends that are n-words now um up until now you've lived an n-wordless existence and it was very funny um and but they didn't read out that whole quote what they told me was they said now at episode whatever at timestamp whatever your co-host says the N-word twice, and then you laugh for an extended period. <laughs> Any comment on that? <laughs> so I was cost my job because I laughed at a black man saying the N-word, apparently. There was two black men in that so, episode. Yes, there favorite. were two black men on that episode. So yeah. um, for God's sake, be careful. You we're can't taking, just be wielding... That really, that genuinely happened. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you don't mind my asking, did you enjoy? Did you enjoy working there, though? Do you know, I did. I really, I really did enjoy. I really did enjoy working there. Um, it was great. It was kind of weird because you. It's a very strange thing, and I'll try not to dwell on this too much because um, we are going to do a full episode on it. Um, mm-hmm. But it was, I really enjoyed working there. It's very weird though, because I have the sense of humor that I have, hence why we're here talking now. Um, it's also known as a good one. Um, I, you have to conceal yourself in the modern workplace. You can't let that be known that you enjoy a good laugh in a corporate environment. And I was at a big corporate, big company. Um, and what's weird about it is I would hang out with these people knowing full well that if they knew my views and the jokes I like to make, they wouldn't want to be friends with me anymore. But what's weird about it is I still want to be friends with them. Like, cause I still found them enjoyable people to hang around with, even though I know they disagree with me on a lot. 
And that's what's really strange because I did enjoy working there. It's in any way, in a weird way, kind of relieving because now it's like, oh, well, you can watch me on the internet as my colleague and you can actually find out what happened if you, you can find out what I said exactly if you want to in its full context. I don't think they will do that because that's not really the method du jour. Um, when there's any kind of controversy, the last thing you want to do is find out the details. But um, I remain hopeful. But yeah, I did enjoy working there. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. Wow. I mean, uh, which is not the answer that anyone's expecting. That is, that, no, that's, no, not, like, that's not what anyone's expecting me to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because it's. I mean, it's a similar. I mean, I don't know. I've I've told my story of being cancelled from from comedy. On, on this pod on this podcast before and it's it's really just sort of interesting watching the dynamics um of that and it's like i don't know man it's very it's very bizarre ben ben is very um i mean like i finance most of this show right i like a black dude made the joke but it's weird to me that he kind of got the hammer for him. Although I did enjoy it, Ben, that you did make them repeat what I said. Yes, I, I did. So when when we when they brought up that bit, so they they read it to me as, um, yeah, your co-host says the N word twice, and then you laugh. Um, any any comment? And I went, um, when you say it like that, it just sounds like he said the N word, and I throw my head back in hysterics. What did he say? Like, what did he actually say? And and they didn't have the quote. They went like, oh, I can't, I don't remember. It's like, well, we can, you know, I didn't say this, but it's like, we can pull up YouTube real quick and we can verify. But I just found that, like, Baz, Baz found it, Baz finds this particularly entertaining because he, he pictures it like I did it, like a, like a good cop, bad cop, like stood up and shone the light in their face and went, what did he say? <laughs> say it like he said it. But like, it was just, it was honestly like, cause you can't just do that. You can't just pull the word out of context and go like, he said this word and then you laughed. It's like, I, we, we didn't just start the podcast and Baz just went N word. And I just lost my mind. That's not how it happened. Yeah. I, it was in a, it was in a joke. It was in a, it was in the full, full context. But and, I just, and, I still just can't go over that. I didn't even say anything. Yeah. Well, at least you know you guys have listeners. Uh, granted, it, it does come from a place that fired Ben, but that's got him, baby. That's how you, that's how you build an audience, you know. There's there's gonna be some nailed it. There's, there's, there's one boss who's like, Damn. you know, this we gotta fire Ben, but I think I might keep listening to this. Like this, got some good opinions on here, whatever. Oh man, Jesus! I was oh, waiting for him to get that. us. I was waiting for him to get. I was. I'm not to get us. I don't know when, <laughs> but he's coming. And sh- shit, man, wasn't ready. Was definitely too relaxed. So yeah. Oh man. I mean, it's a, it's a whole weird situation with uh, it's uh, whatever. We'll do an episode on it, but uh, it's disappointing and it's it's stupid and it's you know I don't know. It, it's 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 making me wonder what. You know, is is comedy the only thing? I mean, is com can you be canceled in comedy? Is comedy the only thing left that can't be canceled? So, so can I'll, let me be- say, 
Go on. Let me, I'll say, I'll say yes and no. Okay. Uh, in, in, in one regard, right. You can, you can be canceled from anything. And that's why I fucking hate it when people are like, cancel culture doesn't exist. There's no such thing as canceling. It's just the consequences of your, it's like, that's not true. They're like the, the oldest example that people reference all the time is the Salem witch trials. They don't realize the Salem witch trials wasn't just like, yeah, they were women who were different. It's, It's not like that. There were men and women who were both being killed. And it was because like, Someone was like, yeah, I don't like that motherfucker. I think that dude's... There's like one guy who just didn't like his wife. Like that was... He was like, my wife's fucking annoying. If I just tell people that she is a witch, then she gets put on trial and killed. I get to be a free, happy man again. Because like divorce was so frowned upon back then. Um, yeah. So it wasn't It wasn't mm-hmm. just this idea of, you know... But and that again, that we the the goddamn uh, the old blacklist in in Hollywood when they thought everyone was a communist, and you could just say that guy's a communist without any or I, that person was at a communist party. I heard them speak Russian. Whatever the fuck, you could just say stuff, and people would the, yeah. if you get the masses to believe in something, then you could get someone quote unquote canceled. Granted, the yeah. the verbiage yeah. changed, yeah, but that's essentially what it is. Now, there's a way to survive it. I think the number one way is you just don't apologize because I think when you yeah. apologize, then you're you're sort of catering to the to the masses, and then they're like, "See, we got him." He wouldn't apologize if he didn't do X, Y, Z. Um, at the same time, if you if you did do some shit, then be like, "Hey, this is what happened." Yeah. But I think another thing that we forget is context because it's it's always, you know, there's his side, her side and the fucking truth. But we don't we don't value the truth anymore because we we need to jump on the thing uh, in this like constant fucking news cycle of whatever. So we, right. we so so. But but again, I think that also harkens back to an audience. So there's a reason why like an Aziz Ansari could get canceled for you know, a, a date go wrong or whatever the fuck you even want to call what happened in that article versus like an Anthony Jeselnik who can do a joke about, you know, uh, fucking a minor or uh, what's the guy, mm. Kyle Kinane, who has a joke about like having sex with a 13 year old Down syndrome girl. Right. But oh, yeah. Aziz sorry presented Very himself funny. as the yeah, as the like, I'm a I'm I'm a good, sweet kind of meek guy. But, like, why can't that guy want to get his dick sucked by a girl who left her date to go hang out with Aziz Ansari? Like, the the right. context yeah. matters, but we don't look at that because we just see the red flags at the end. Uh, versus, like, like a, a Chris D'Elia is still touring and selling out. Now, what, whatever he? he did is whatever he did. He is, yeah. yeah. He, is, yeah, yeah. he was just oh, at wow. the Chicago yeah. Theater. He sold out the Chicago Theater. Yeah, oh, you, you, it's a really salient point. Sorry, go ahead, carry on. No, no, no. I was just saying, uh, and, and I'll you know I'll end it with this. But like, so if you if you have a built-in audience or an audience that understands you or an audience that just doesn't give a fuck, then yes, you could be canceled from a job or from the masses. Your name might be trending or might be you know always in the ire of X Y Z person. But at the same time you can have people who still like you, love you, believe in you, whatever. Mm. So it's just a matter of finding, finding your audience because this group is always going to hate you no matter what, whether you're innocent, guilty or somewhere in between. So that's a matter of saying is we got to start our own cults of people (laughs) so that we can't, so, so that we're impervious, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't want to end up Socrates. He got canceled. 
Um, who else? Here's some of the other famous ones. Abraham Lincoln canceled. Yeah, Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Marie Antoinette. John. Yeah. John F. Kennedy. Yeah. yeah in in a way, in a way, I think Martin Luther King Jr. was canceled. Like it was. Yes. It, first off, they they pointed out that he was cheating on his wife. They were pointing out like, oh yeah, he was like oh, fucking. Yeah, he was allegedly fucking yeah. white women too. Uh, so he, 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 like he, he was really trying to live the dream that he was, he spoke of, right. He was like, you know, I should get some white pussy every now and then. Right guys. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, they built a statue of him. They built a statue of him eat, eating box, yeah. right? Like he's, it's come full circle. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a giver. I like it. Uh, but it's but, like, it's but, when, when you, the, yeah. there's a few real, real poignant points that you brought up there. I think one of the ones certainly is um, not apologizing Mm -hmm. um, because the, and the main reason being is because in times gone by in yesteryear, when you apologize, well, typically you'd apologize because you want forgiveness. Um, But even in this context, you'd apologize because it would make the problem go away. Whereas with this, with the mob, so to speak, it doesn't, it doesn't work. You apologize and then the mob go, right, we got him. And then we move on to the next guy. The other thing is when you talk about the witch hunt, when people bring up the witch hunt as a, as a comparison, it's like, yeah, we didn't want, we look back on that unfavorably as well. We don't think they should have been burned and killed or thrown in a river to see if they float. So it's like, it's such a, it's such a dumb analogy it's like because the, the one thing where i do kind of i can see where the other side is I, to say other side it's not the other fucking side but you know what i mean like the 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 opponents to the idea of cancel culture i can kind of see where they're coming from because like for example in the uk recently we had uh, i'm sure you guys are familiar with roll doll yeah. um there was a big big kind of scandalish in the uk as scandalous as it can get here and um, lots of tutting and Roald Dahl, obviously very famous children's author, and yeah, there was uh, Puffin, who are the pup. Go on. He wrote about big things, you know. Giants. He wrote about big. He wrote about big things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he he certainly did. That, yeah. He, he he actually you're right. He liked adjectives for big. Yeah. The enormous crocodile, the giant peach. Yeah. Never thought of it like that. <laughs> but yeah, the um the. So there was a big thing about editing his books. Puffin were going to edit his books to make them more applicable or what do they say? Like modernize them and bring them up with the times or whatever the, whatever guardian columnist wrote about it. And it was examples were like in the witches where the grandma says to the boy, she might be a cashier in a supermarket or um, sending letters for a businessman that was going to be changed to she might be a top scientist or running her own business. Like those those examples. I really love that top scientist. Like you can't just, it's not enough to like elevate women and say that they need to be, they could just be a scientist. Like, like we don't, why, why top? Why not best? But anyway, there was a comedian called Russell Kane. There's a British comedian called Russell Kane. Who's, who's a, he's a great comic. Oh, sorry, I missed that one. Wait, I feel like I missed the juicy one. Oh, I, word, I, said, I mean, they would be successful. They're witches, right? You know, I mean, yeah. they, they have magic. <laughs> but, Why not? 
Yeah. But it's magic, like, why would you just I mean, being a cashier? I, I, but there were lots I mean, of but there were lots of examples, right? There were examples like Augustus Gloop no longer be co- being called fat. Um he gets called enormous. But then uh but anyway, like that's but like, his last the, name the, is the point that I want to bring up. <laughs> the, yeah, right. Augustus Gloop is the fattest yeah. name. It's the fattest name. But like Anyway, the point that the reason I wanted to bring this up is is to bring it back to your your brilliant monologue about cancel culture is because you've got Russell Kane, very good British comedian, love him, but he's there going like, I don't think it's that many people. I think like there's really not that many people trying to do this and trying to edit history and blah blah blah. It's like, and I'm sitting there going like, Russell, I want you to be right, but there's enough people not saying anything. And then there's enough people, even if it's a small number, it's enough people at the publishing company saying, we should do this. Then there's enough people at a directorial level going, yes, go and do that. And it's only when the British public tut in unison that they do a U-turn and because and they've, they've now said they won't do it. They've now said that they're going to leave the books as is. And it's just like, it, it, the problem is, is even if it's a, a minority of people, which it almost certainly is, who are screaming like the Chris D'Elia case, take any case of any comedian getting canceled. It's a very small number of people who are actually crying about it. And I don't mean crying tears. I mean, crying out about it. Sorry, but they have enough of an impact to sway the discourse, which means that it is enough people It is a lot of people because I'd, I'd argue that don't, don't sleep on a, is it well, if it's enough it, to is, influence a decision, then I'd say, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I, don't, like, I, I mean, it, I, I don't think it's a matter of a number of people. I think it's the way we discuss, uh, at least in the United States. I can't, I, I can't speak for the, for the British, but I think it's the way we sort of discuss womanhood, right? So if it's at least one person, that's enough, unfortunately. Uh, right. So I don't know. I don't, for me. I mean, it's like, but. I think well, the thing is, I think in situations like this, the people who stand idly by mm. end up in, in my view through this particular lens become complicit mm. because, and that means that it is a huge number of people because it's like, there's a lot of people I who, I see what you're who yeah. think that it's just a phase or like, it's just, Oh, it's just a, a cultural, uh, uh, it's it, culture, cultures change all the time. But even, even for example, you said it there, uh, Martin of like, when it's like, Oh, it's not cancel culture. It's consequence culture. It's like, that's just typical word salad tactics. So, like, okay. Yes. It's consequence culture. And what is that consequence? Oh, it's cancellation. So that's why we call it cancel culture. Like, right. It's it's it, it it renaming it doesn't change what it is. It's yeah. it, and then that goes into one of the what I would say is one of the best comedy bits of all time, which is Carlin talking about the words for shell shock and how it evolved from shell shock to battle fatigue to operational exhaustion. So you can tell how many times I've watched it to post traumatic stress disorder. Right. And he talks about, you know, it's the same thing. It's the same condition, but you've just changed the word and you've dehumanized it completely. And it's the same. Cancel culture hits. You know, I canceled. He was canceled. Whereas consequence culture is just soft yeah. and it just clouds the actual meaning. What? Okay. Yeah. What? It, well, I, I'm not totally disagreeing. The post-traumatic stress disorder is a better 
is is better for telling people what happened. Like shell shock is just like, yeah, he's just he's fucking crazy. But if post traumatic stress disorder is like he had a traumatic a- event, and they were dealing with that from the post. I don't know. I don't, it's scientists are not good at coming up with names as I think is what we're coming up with. They're not good branding. They're not good right. at branding yeah. is what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Right. Scientists Shock need new marketing. A newspaper writer mm. and post-traumatic stress disorder was a, was a, a graduate assistant came with up with that. <laughs> I think well, no, no, I, you're, you're, you're right. To be honest, like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's after the trauma, post-traumatic and you're stressed yeah. To the point where it's disorderly, so yeah, look great, but but like shell shock kind of trims the fat, yeah. And it it it, but it, it it's the point being that it's like when they when they describe the same condition, yeah, or the same thing when a word is used to describe the same thing, like no two words exist that have exactly the same definition because one of them eventually gets phased out, so. It, to me, it feels like an attempt by calling it consequence culture. It feels like an attempt to take the severity out of the expression. Right. Because, and then like, you know, because for example, a, a good example would be Tate when people go, oh, what do you mean? He's not cancelled because he's still rich and he's still, he's still got all his houses and everything. And it's like, oh, but yeah, yeah, fine. But he, he, when he was banned from Twitter and all the rest of it, it's like he's no longer able to partake in the public arena like other people. Sure, he's still got money and he's still far more powerful than your average Joe, but that I don't think that negates that the the colloquialism cancelled is applicable to him. Yeah. And I, I think that also we, we tend to have this belief that because someone uh I wouldn't even say got out of cancellation, but if someone is able to work out outside of the the realms of what the cancellation was then they think well see he's still rich or he's still he's still getting this that the third so it doesn't because like no like you you still lost an opportunity you still lost some things it it could even be a friendship it could be a relationship it could be uh, a job that you were gonna have like if, if people have a certain view of you based off of a thing that they heard then you are canceled be it be it real fake whatever the fuck that that part doesn't matter if you lost something in some way a thing was canceled from you or you were canceled from that thing so it still is applicable even if you are able to maintain a life or like i feel like when people say well cancel culture doesn't exist because this person still is doing this it's like do you want him to die is that was that your end goal why didn't he blow his brains out as soon as he knew that people heard this thing about him he should be just a, a yeah. batter of goo on the side of the road. <laughs> well, I think, I think what's really interesting about that is that it's like, at least for me politically, um, it's kind of a testament to where people's priorities are. Um, I mean, you know this about me, Martin. I'm definitely not liberal. Not anymore, especially after my experiences in comedy. Uh, but like, it's interesting to me that the side that, 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 is all about rehabilitation and is all about sort of bringing people back into the fold, right? Especially post prison or, you know, put post any sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, any, any sort of like federal prison or, 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 or punishment system designed for criminals. Like 
that's the group that doesn't want reintegration despite preaching for reintegration. So it's interesting that there's these conflicting values. And I think, I mean, it's, it's why, I, I mean, I don't lean, I don't know if I lean any. Hypocrisy in politics? No. No, I know. (laughs) Truly, truly. I'm upset. Truly, truly, truly. And and, and the the weird thing is I don't don't lean either way, like, politically anymore. It's all the same to me. But it's just, you know, it it really, I think, is very revealing. And for me, there's also, like, a racial component, which we don't have to get into. But, like, No, get into it. Fuck that. yeah, I was going to say, couldn't we? Couldn't we? Look, he already, he already lost his the damage is done. Yeah. <laughs> the damage is done. What are they going to do? What can they do again? What was I, what, what I was going to say was that, I mean, at least when I was in Chicago. I Pesky did, black people, yeah. Yes. Well, you know, we're scamps. The, the thing Add that to the list. Chicago. Add that to the list, Job. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> At the, at the, <laughs> that'll yeah. be another email bit of mischief makers the thing the thing is is in chicago because like when i hear th- things that like oh you know people don't get canceled i watched a bunch of nameless black dudes get canceled and it was interesting because i felt like I, and i don't have the data for this so i can't actually confirm it right i'm kind of i'm, I'm speaking s- uh, purely from conjecture and from observation okay. um it seemed pretty disproportionately black dudes. And, and, from let, and what let me I saw. let me ask you this too, Basil. Uh, j- just based off of that, how many how many times did you hear a story about a black dude in comedy doing something that people were like, "Oh my god!" But you also heard a white person doing the same thing, be them a woman or a man. And nothing happened. You heard about them doing the same thing, yeah. and they're like. That's kind of cool, right? Or yeah, you go girl or whatever the fuck. How many how often did you hear that? I don't I don't know about the, you know, you go girl part, but I, there was a there was a silence. There yeah. was a there was If I go go into that a little bit more. What do you yeah, what right. do you what 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 do you mean? Like what what are we like it's so, all so, hypothetical audience. Yeah. Um but like the like when you say the you go girl, you lost me there. What what do you mean like so are we talking about a, a black guy who's not up to mischief, but a white guy who is? A white woman, uh, I think, is what he's referring to. A white woman, okay. Or, 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 or either or, either or. So from my okay. experience, right, I remember yeah. hearing a story, not, not even like, oh, I'm hearing this like third hand. It was her telling me that she, she was like, yeah, this thing happened with this guy. I guess I raped him. Those were her words, okay? And I was like, but, and, and like, she, she was like trying to sort of defend, I remember we were driving in her car, we were trying to defend the actions, whatever, whatever, and explain it. And me being in her car, me being her friend, I was like, you know, it, it is what it is, blah, 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 right? Uh, and then later on, when that guy talked about it from his perspective from his point of view her responding to that and people being like well fuck him instead of being like Mm. hey you did something kind of fucked up like we should we should really talk about this that this can happen from both sides that this is a thing that is reoccurring but because one was more prominent than the other the the implication was well that can't really be like that because we like this person and we support this person. Right. Right. And they just happen to be a white woman. 
But would prominence have mattered, though? Let's be honest. Because remember, right, I mean, remember you, I mean, we, I think the Johnny Depp case was really interesting because it kind of showed to us that Johnny was, is obviously, I don't, you know, I barely knew who Amber Heard was. Uh, and people didn't, for whatever reason, people didn't know. that rec- Those recordings that people heard, they've been out for years, by the way. Um, yeah. And, and she, you know, she said the s- same things, right? Like, who's going to believe you, Johnny? Yeah, and he has vastly more power and vastly more po- prominence. So, my my thing is my thing is not to like, I don't know. I, I don't want people to think that I, like we're we're so foolish enough or naive to, to think that these things you know things don't happen to to women. What I do find interesting is the disproportionate sort of punishment that is we uh, uh, that is wielded upon outgroup men and by outgroup men i mean non-white men and the uh the fact that situations where we would well i don't maybe no one here but those who sort of participate casually in the cultural zeitgeist would believe to occur like oh rich white dude gets anything you know can get away with anything it's like well this chick you know she Willy Wonka on his on this dude's bed, right? Like, you know that that that's she Augustus, Augustus glooped on his bed. She she Augustus glooped. God damn you! You still got it. Yeah, she glooped. All, yeah, she Augustus <laughs> glooped all over his bed. He still got it. But 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 the fact that we you know kind of just dis- dismiss all that, or at least don't at least take it as plausible or possible, is kind of is just interesting to me. That's all. Don't it doesn't yeah. matter what happens to a man, um, and that's right. uh, which I mean, yeah, I, I kind of feel that way sometimes. It's like, yeah, it's a fucking dude. I don't care what happens to him. You get hit by a car, like when Meet Joe Black when he gets hit by the car. It's funny, laugh about it every time. <laughs> every time I see Brad Pitt get hit by a car, I laugh because <laughs> seeing a man get hit by a car is hilarious. Um, mm. Seeing a white woman, <laughs> Wait, get hit. why? Hang on, hang on, why? hang on, hang on. Seeing a, no, no, seeing no, a white woman get hit a by a car. Um, seeing a what? white woman get hit by a car is pretty hilarious to me. Uh, it's, it, it, well, I mean, I'm not saying that on a podcast. I'm not saying that. Either. I am. I'm never going to do that. I'm. I'm. I'm definitely not prospective employers. Absolutely oh, I stand, not. I, I stand, I stand Don't laugh, that. Ben. Ben, you better not fucking laugh. <laughs> ben. The, yeah. Like I have a bunch of friends that uh, they tell me like their story about how they they lost their virginity and it's the same story. Um, it's well, I was thirteen, right? And uh, it was this girl in high school. She was eighteen. She put me in her Camaro and we went out to the woods and we had sex in her car. I was like, "You were assaulted by yeah. a yeah. high schooler," and they were like, "No, it wasn't. I was not." I <laughs> It was the I, coolest I, thing that ever man. happened to me. I'm a man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're a man who yeah. suffered <laughs> sexual assault as a child. Yeah. Like, what, no, you no, think no, it's no. sexual assault? What, are you gay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no. Wouldn't dress that gay. way. Uh, you know? <laughs> just thinking <laughs> well, I didn't have sex with children does not make me gay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think what? I think there's, in, in any any time that, Anytime that's been like brought up, I think there's this idea of well, the guy got hard. It's like, yeah, that's because yeah, that's that, that's not like arousal doesn't work because you're like, I'm into this. Sometimes it, it could be fear based. It could be just you know, like it's the it's the blood rushing to 
the yeah. penis. That's that's essentially what that is. Um, so just- a man, there is a phenomenon called the no reason boner. Yeah, we yeah. all know. We're all aware of the no reason boner. Yeah. There must there there must have been a time where an unwanted sexual advance from a woman coincided with the no reason boner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was nothing he could do. He didn't know why. He was so confused. Yeah. He was confused about why he first. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I I remember I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. About, yeah, like when I was a kid. Uh, somebody said that that they were like, oh, some somebody got arrested, and they there's a couple of women and a man at the mall, and I was like, how's that even possible? And then <laughs> somebody said, well, he has a butt, and I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that till now. Exactly, you you forget everybody has one, and it can be violated in the same way. Um, <laughs> edit all of this time. but it is yeah. but it does it edit does feel god we're, we're really in the weeds now huh um yeah. it does it does feel odd to call that because like it it what are they using what, uh, anything what are these what? but it's what i mean no, so that yeah, feels weird to call that grape it feels weird to call that grape because it's like it what because it's Great! No, no, no! What's going wait, on here? No, wait, wait! Hold the vitriol put down the pitchforks. Okay. Yeah, no, but it's like it just feels odd because you, you associate or I associate that word so intrinsically with body parts only. Right. That the idea of that being used to describe a foreign object being shoved up somebody just yeah. feels strange like it just it, it I, so absolutely it's so sexual assault but it just it so, feels weird to call it that okay because so also so as well like see, with the worst that, form god that you talked about you know where you're changing it from <laughs> one word to sexual assault you're you're it. <laughs> yeah but, george but, carlin but, is it just a, a foot <laughs> You said foreign objects. Like, what about a foot up someone's butt? Is that not? Yeah. I d- look. I'm not saying. I'm not saying I wouldn't use the word. I'm just saying it does. It sounds. It doesn't sound immediately applicable. It doesn't sound immediately well, like the. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the word is. No, I'd almost. I think, think that, go on. Go on. I, go on. No, I was gonna say. I think that's the issue. So when I, I'll, I'll tell you this story. When I was in middle school uh, or junior high, eighth grade, right. We, my, my, my junior high school had this rivalry with the school called Mortimer Jordan, okay? And again, this is in uh, Jefferson County, Alabama. Uh, at Mortimer Jordan, there was like a school scandal of sorts where there is this kid who came into the, uh, the, their locker room. I'm not sure if something was, you know, if he was a football player, or, you know, he was just like a, a different kid or whatever. But they, the, the, like the, the members of this team allegedly uh, had like, assaulted him with a broomstick by pulling his pants down. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. This, so this, this is like, had to be 2000, 2001, somewhere right there. Right. Uh, but because of the, 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 the nature of this case, who was involved, et cetera, et cetera. It wasn't a thing of like, Oh my God, this is a serious issue. We need to like really, have concern about this about this young man this boy how is he going to grow up what like what is this going to how is it going to affect him going forward when we played mortimer jordan 
kids in our uh, our, our oh, section, no. right, would hold up brooms. Like, yeah, you oh, yeah, like wow. like that. Like that was Yikes. so so I'm saying because we we don't look at that type of thing as grape, we we tend to it's been mocked for years and years. Yeah. So it's not even like a, that, that's why we're able, that's why people are able to get away with the shit when it's done to a right. dude or like, yeah. I want to say live on air now for the record, my mind has been changed on the matter. It's definitely an applicable word. Oh my God. That is horrific. That yeah. is horrific. Can you imagine that happening when you were at school? I, I, I remember being at a school ice hockey game where our school, oh, sorry, no, that's actually at university, shouting at the other university's goalkeeper, and we made, or I didn't, because, of course, I would never shout such horrible things at a sporting event, but the people who were shouting things, they they had to make them, they made the other team have to sub off their goalkeeper, just because, and that was all made-up stuff, that was all, like, your mum jokes. That was all that was. That wasn't an actual trauma from his past uh, in broomstick I, I, don't, I don't that builds character nah, that's fine i'm okay with that you make your mom bunch of your mom I, I don't know if you're joking that's my problem here is i i don't that is not something that you would that's not your joke tone that's your that's your ah, kids today what are, what are they wait, like wait, what, what did they say tell me what they said Oh, what at the at the hockey game? Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. I thought you were saying the shoving the broomstick up was oh, no, character. No, no. Yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what I thought. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm talking about. It's just a bunch of. Your it's misinterpretations like that that get everyone in trouble. But um, then, was like the kid's mom dead? Yeah. No, no. They were just. It didn't matter. It could have been anybody in goal. Nobody knew who the goalkeeper was, but they were just oh. shouting every every epithet under the sun, but it was so relentless from about a hundred students that they eventually had to sub off that goalkeeper. Yeah. Because roasting, don't you think I roasting think... builds character though? No, no, no. Yeah. I think there's a line. I think, I think substitution means that something's gone awry. Right. That's, that's, that should be against the rules. That's, that's unfair sportsmanship. You can't be right. that psychologically damaging to the other. I mean, but what would you that... say? Hey, our goalkeeper's a bitch. We gotta move. You know, they said. Well, no, look, if it's coming from ice. somebody else on the rink on the ice, mm-hmm. fine, mm-hmm. fair enough. But the fact that it's coming from the audience members who who don't know this man, they don't know his mum could have been dead. Who knows? Who knows? But wouldn't that make it funnier? Oh. Hmm? Now, on that point. I yeah. don't like when you make a joke or make a comment about something and somebody goes, they give you like a stipulating circumstance. Mm. Where like you'll make a joke about a breakup or something. They go, actually, I only got broken up with recently. So, okay, great. Would you want a hug? Like it doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that it was a funny thing to say, like just cause it affects you negatively right now in this small window of time. Mm. Like, what do you want me to do? Retell you the joke in two weeks when you've got over it a bit more? Mm. Yeah, that's how I am. Yeah, I've lost. I've, I mean, I, I, I think the best time is uh, when you're feeling all that pain. I think that's emotionally appropriate. Kick a man while he's down. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I think that's a good time. When, where, 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 when I'm, else are you going to do it? When they feel better? Yeah. Well, yep. That seems... <laughs> <laughs> that seems stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I like to keep everyone no, in the middle. I, I don't kick them when they're down. I, I hit them when they're high. Bring it down. You know? Yeah? Yeah. Keep everybody, everybody fucking even in the middle there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I, I do okay. want to talk about uh, sports fans. Maybe we should talk about how how shitty sports fans are. They are because yeah. so, I was remembering. Yeah, you're, you're talking about they're showing up with brooms. Uh, I remember this reading about that, that's it, horrific. Kevin yeah. Love when he was in college. He's from Oregon, I guess, and he decided to go play at UCLA, and then he went back to play Oregon, and. Uh, <laughs> At one point, they were throwing popcorn and empty cups at his 13-year-old sister Jesus and his grandmother Christ. and chanting whores at them until the grandmother started crying. So, I mean, should we, I think we should cancel Oregon fans. Uh, they should be canceled, right? How do we find them? What? All right, do yeah. we do we do we January sixth it where we? Uh, <laughs> we like, do you remember this? Again, like in, what do you mean January sixth? Like the investigation or like the investigation? The They're like, do you know what this person is? What episode of Mister Show was this guy on? <laughs> yeah, a bunch of them. Too that many. is a deep cut. That is a that is most of our viewers are under thirty. Uh, mm-hmm. So. To them, I apologize. Uh, go Google that. It's a great show. Yeah. Go Google that joke. I have a, I have a question, because uh, uh, this is a nice segue for that. Do you think you uh, you can just be funny, or do you have to uh, work on it and realize things like you know, like YouTube demographics and stuff like that? Now? Uh, yeah, you have to. It, it's more than just being funny. Because again, you have okay. uh, I'd say three out of the four of us in this this room are funny people. Um, uh, you, you've been a pleasure. I tell you, uh, <laughs> no, you won't. Yeah, okay. no, you I just assumed it was me. I just assumed it was me. I just no, it, no, it was. It was that me. was that was the joke. That was the joke. It is. You shouldn't uh, have said anything. You shouldn't have said that was that was brilliant. That would that was the most Machiavellian thing you could have possibly said. Was like, yeah, three out of four of us on this podcast are, are funny. It. Anyway, guys, uh, got to hit the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go on, California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even Go mean? <laughs> All right, uh, but no, I, 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 I think and that that's why you're the fourth. Uh, I think that there is a. <laughs> I'm so. Here's the thing. No, no. Here's the thing. I'm so much bigger than him. Like when we first met. I think, watch out. I, He's getting swole. When, when, when we first met, and comics getting swole. When we first met, right, I, th- I felt smaller than him. And then at a certain point in our relationship, I realized, actually, I'm much taller than this guy. And Not much, but it's, okay. It's, no, it is. That's a lot. Yeah, no, it's a lot. How tall, how and, tall are you? Uh, <laughs> you're acting like you're 6'9". I'm 5'11". Show me. Dude, I'm 
<laughs> you are a man over six foot. You should not be this obsessed with your height when you're over six foot. That yeah, is the I'm domain not, of the under wait, six wait, 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 wait. Leave me alone. No, 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 you no, no, no. I'm obsessed with my height. No, no, you, you are obsessed you bring with it up. Your, oh, oh, um, look at my dad. I'm tall. My dad's bigger than your dad. Oh, yeah, look at me. Look I'm, how tall I'm I am. I'm so tall. My, tur- my Turkish father is smaller than yours. I guarantee it. It's, it's, it's you who's obsessed <laughs> with my height. I don't know if it's like a weird British empire. Like no, you, you bring it up a lot. You bring, look, I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just saying, you bring it up you a lot. You slouch your shoulders. Use it, you use it. My point, my point is, nigga, uh, I'll get you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, the, that's that bloody word, and I laughed at it again. Yeah, you laughed uh, at it, so that's... They're going to hire yeah, you again just so they can fire you. <laughs> <laughs> This nigga stay laughing at nigga. We what is he didn't learn anything? He didn't learn shit. We fired this motherfucker. And he's still laughing. Bring him back in the office. Bring him back in here. Have you learned nothing? Right, right, right. Well, I mean, look, I mean, so in all seriousness, when I, so when I did comedy, there were, there were a couple of people I really looked up to. Um, Derek obviously is one of them. Martin absolutely was, was, was definitely one of them. Um, you know, he was on the main stage at, at second city, which if you don't know what that means, it's a big deal. Um, and was just, just funny, man. Just very, very funny. I mean, that bit that you do, the 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 Christ I know it's it's an old bit but that Christ uh, uh, rap group the rap yeah. rap group for Jesus that sh- that makes me laugh to this day it's so so funny but like I, it, in harmony right yeah, no nailed it yeah no yeah. Uh, <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah, I, I, but like my my point in bringing that up is is like that's not really a joke I feel like you just like, how long did it take you to write that joke? Um, so it, it came from, and it's it's kind of cool to see how it's evolved over time. But the initial thing was like uh, when I was in high school, we had this place called the basement, right? So that was for all the really Christiany kids. They could they always tell you about you got hey man, uh, I don't know if you've gone to the basement yet, but you got it. You got to come check it out, right? So the basement was essentially like this cool kids for Jesus thing that would happen i think it was like on wednesday nights and weekends or something um they would say they would say things they would literally say the phrase we get crunk for christ that's what they would say we get crunk for christ (laughs) and and as soon as i heard that i was like i'm out i'm good on ever going there yeah and then then it just became like this place for sure that was something you made up for the bit no, no, no. That was a real thing. That when I, when I listened to that bit, I 100% thought Crunk for Christ was something that you made up. Wow. No, that, that was wow. the catalyst of the bit. That was where the bit originated. Um, and then it just kind of grew from there into uh, into a Christian rap group because of like just, you know, that was the thing they would always have. It's like, here's this Christian rock band or here's this Christian rap group. Here's this, that, right. and the third. Um, I never actually went to the basement. So I, cause I was like, I don't want to see that. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I kind of knew enough to develop that yeah, bit yeah, and yeah. throw it out and then like come up with a rap song for it that like 
uh, you know, my, my rap group at the time, we ended up doing uh, a few performances of and then letting that evolve into just keeping it for myself on stage and like playing that bit out and using it kind of seamlessly uh, in, in various, uh, various avenues. So then, then how many years, cause like what I find really interesting, like, I've always been fascinated about like joke writing and the process that, that, that people go through in writing a joke. I mean, how many years would you say, uh, or is the joke still evolving even to this day? Um, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sure at some point I could re, you know, reevaluate it and, and change it up again. I, I think the last kind of addition I made to it was maybe like three years ago, uh, with adding the, you know, the, 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 like the whole angle with the dance and stuff where they're doing like the, the cross <laughs> and the halo and <laughs> shit like that. Um, so yeah, I, I think it still, it still functions. It, it's, you know, I, I don't know if I don't know what else I have left on that bone, essentially. But um, mm, you know, mm. I, I think I think every joke has more meat to it than a lot of people give it, and some some might have too much meat. Like there, I'm sure that there's there are plenty of jokes out there where you're like, oh, you could cut this and that, and then it'll be the perfect joke. So, right. Mm. Yeah. Right. 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 Do you do you think it's it's interesting? To, it's interesting to me that that I mean the process was was over years why do you think it takes so long to actually be funny because i I think you know when i for me when i've gone 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 no no go go finish your question i was just gonna say that you know for me personally um you know i think some things can be developed the first couple years if you work really hard um you know maybe comedic instinct maybe joke writing but um I don't know. There's, there's, there's this like secret ingredient that doesn't really come together. And I don't know how to put it into words until a while, until time passes. Uh, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like that joke, that joke is kind of representative of that to me. Yeah. I, I, so. I think that there isn't a uh, true barometer of, uh, of of when a joke is perfect or structured the way it should be, I, like I, mm. I I I love like Patrice O'Neill is my favorite comedian, right? And if you mm. listen to his albums or watch his uh, his the podcasts that he did or radio appearances, things like that, you'll see the kind of remnants of a bit as it's conversational. And then once you get to uh, either Elephant in the Room or one of the or Mr. P and you know whatever, that's when you hear how it kind of came out like what was the the ending of that joke and and it could have been months it could have been years but it you see the development so i think sometimes it starts off as a conversation right like even here like talking about the mortimer jordan thing i I, normally i would not think of that as a joke per se but i'm like oh that could that could talk that could be something to talk about on stage as how awful my generation was people when when it comes to regards of uh, essay towards men, or when it comes to you know how how I I think that the issue with millennials, my issue with our generation, is that we are constantly mm. pretending that we're better than we are because all of us are pieces of shit. We, we you can't you can't de- <laughs> you can't develop and have the things that we learned and grew up with, and then just be okay in the end, right? Like. Like mm, no, and, and yeah, you, no. you're able to shed off parts of that, hopefully through yeah. seeing things and listening and learning. 
But this idea that like we're perfect and fuck that guy for this thing and da 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 is like you didn't grow up the same way I did or the same way Derek did or Ben or Bass. Like there's so the way you develop things and the way you look at things are always going to be different from the way someone else did. But there's this idea that, well, I wouldn't do it that way. It's like, motherfucker, you wouldn't be in that situation because no one likes you. So you wouldn't even be outside to deal with that. You know? Oh yeah. No, that's exactly right. I have friends like I would never date a girl with fake breasts. I was like, you're not going to date any girls. So (laughs) you've already excluded like a bunch of them. So like the rejection feels less because I've already said no to them. That's very funny. I I really want to pick up on the point about conversation about something starting as a conversation. And then, cause that to Baz, Baz, almost to build off your original question there is I think that's, that's something that's, that's a transformation that has to take place when you go on stage is because invariably what happens is like um like i i've i've done i can count the headline spots that i've done on one hand so i'm by far the biggest novice here um but it's the idea that one of the bit i'm sure we're all the same in in that before you go up for the first time somebody enough people have told you you should try it you should try stand up oh you're a funny guy yeah you should get up get up on stage and try stand up and then uh, oh, actually, no correction. Yes, we've been through Derek's story before. Yeah, no, uh, told well, me to do it. I think we should put a link in the description to that clip. Um, <laughs> but um, but it's like, but it's the idea that, or or in Derek's case, you just have uh, like woe betide anyone who doubts your genius when you've never been on stage before, and you just think the world has been waiting to see me. Yeah. But um, it's it's the point of you're funny in a in a dialogue. It's like when you talk about that bit about the schools and the and the the broomstick that's you get to use us as this live soundboard right now and then when you go up on stage for the first time you realize that you still have that live soundboard but it's only one track which is laughter and it's either on or off like it's not there's not there's very little in between and that's i think the transformation that has to take place is you have to translate what's funny in a small group where everyone's diving in to what's funny as a performance where you're projecting out to an audience and they're much more fickle in their in their response. Like I, particularly what's bringing this up is conversation with a friend of mine who came to see me do open mic a few times. And he's like, oh, I think I want to try it. Yeah, I think I've got about half an hour's material. He's like, right, okay, so you so so but like but let's not do that because it was it was the voice of inexperience but it was like, i was saying to him like okay that probably means you've got two right, right? because once you mm-hmm. once you've trimmed the fat and once you've like if that right exactly if that two minutes if that and it's like and then he was like why and it's like well because you the anecdotes that land with us you have to analyze how much we know about you and how much we know about they, those situations. Like we spoke about it on a previous episode. We spoke about it on the first episode that Derek was on, where it was like, I, in my peer group, and maybe on the podcast a little bit, I don't know, uh, um, no, or, or in my peer group particularly, known for being funny when I'm angry and when I'm ranting. And then when my friends came to see me do open mic for the first time, they go like, oh, you're actually quite smiley and and like cheerful on stage. Like, what what's going on? Um, and it was like, oh, well, because you get five minutes as an open micer 
and you have to establish the premise. They have to know why you're angry, what you're angry about, whether or not they agree that you should be angry about it. All of those things need to be lined up in five minutes in order for that to land because it's not a dialogue. It's, it's, a, it's a monologue. I think that's the biggest transformation is, is the dialogue to monologue transformation. Oh, yeah. Like, how did you, like, I don't know. I, I, and the audience has to like you. Yeah, um, right. With your, with your friend group, they all kind of like you and they'll let you talk. Whereas these people are all going, I don't know if I fucking like this guy. And you can <laughs> yeah. tell them great stuff. And they're like, eh, but I fucking don't like him. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, and how, and yeah. how do you do, and how do you, the question becomes, you know, I think as a comic, at least this is the, like the first time I was ever taken on the road was like, okay, so how do I translate that to a place that I'm not right. familiar with? Right. Like I'm not in Chicago how- anymore. Gone. You're asking how do you translate what you're saying to a different audience? Well, no, that that I'm saying that that's the pro, sort of the process I think you have to go th- through is like, okay, I'm in another state. How do I do? I do the same jokes. Do I like? I, I think there's a process there, right, in trying to get people to like you that kind of varies. I don't. I don't think it's the same state to state. Person. Well, what do you guys think? I don't know. I, I think I think it changes a little bit. Uh, like you, you can't. If you're talking about uh, taking the the L train, but you're in Montana, they're gonna be like, right. "What the? What are you talking?" Right, right. You know. Right. So in, in in that regard, you might have to paint that picture of what an L train is a little bit more, or you might have to be a little bit more descriptive or whatever to set that up. Um, right. But it, I also think that that's where you have to learn what's universal, right? So that in like I, I learned this performing in Shanghai, performing in London, performing in Cape Town, like the things that everyone knows about that are, you know, so that's always going to be traveling, kids, love, yeah. death, sex, right? You you can throw in some religion, but that might not register because some people might be a different religion. You can throw in um I'll give this example. When I was in when I was in Shanghai, I used to have this joke about Martin Luther King Jr. And they were like, we don't know who the fuck that is. And I was like, and, and so, so then it became, then it became that kind of, then it became that dialogue because I was like, whoa, 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 what do you mean you don't know who Martin Luther King Jr. is? He's like, he's yeah. our guy, you know? And they're like, well, we, you know, I'm from London. That dude's from Australia. The, all these people from China. We have thousands of years of history compared to your, you know, what, four or 500 in, in America, whatever, however fucking long America's been around. Yeah. But they're like, we don't, we don't give a shit about your stuff, and that, and but that's the that's the American way. It's being like, well, we're important. Shouldn't you care about? Yeah. You don't know about yeah. California or whatever the fuck, right? God bless it. How yeah. can you yeah. not know about my stuff? I don't know about your <laughs> stuff because it's stupid. You should know about my stuff because I like it. In in, the, in their defense, in their defense, it is stupid if you look at a majority of it. So uh, you know, I don't really want to lie about. It. Not no, no, not Lizzie King. Like, like Iranian history. I don't know. I'm half <laughs> Turkish. Every time I read a, an every time I read an Iranian textbook about like Iranian history, I'm just like, these are just gay Turks. Like that's all this because is. Like, I don't understand. Iranian so. history goes back very far, doesn't it? I mean, really Argu- argu- arguably too far. Too Derek. far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know. Fucking hell. Yeah. Anyways, so okay, but to your point, right? Like it's it's about creating material that's relatable, and I, you know, fully I fully agree with that on the topics that are are actually relatable. 
why the fuck does everyone hate Cleveland? I'm just curious. Why 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 do people talk shit about Cleveland constantly? Is that I why is that the one relatable thing I have? Yes, yeah. I it, I don't. I actually like Cleveland actually. So, but I'm honestly, you know. I, I I think there's a lot of uh, cities and even states in America that we could just firebomb and start over. Like I, I forgot who it was. Who, who was it recently? It was like we should segregate into Republicans and and Democrats. Oh, my. Do it. Go. Yeah. Leave. Yeah. I like, I like that thing you're talking about firebombing cities and just start over. They've been trying with Cleveland. I mean, they set that fucking river on fire <laughs> <laughs> 19 times. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, won't go. They're like, oh, cool. Yeah. We get to warm up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you kind of respect that then like doesn't that kind of that that as an outsider here that that means that i'm sitting here i've got quite a lot of respect for cleveland they're they're stoic they um, stand in the face of death and I, rise again I it's the phoenix of american cities <laughs> i think if i had to if i had to really answer it i think the reason people shit on cleveland is it's just a perfect name. It sounds perfect as the butt <laughs> of a joke. And yeah. like for people, the name for me is Kevin. You can just fucking yell at a Kevin really. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Just be like fucking mm-hmm. Kevin or mm-hmm. Kevin. Can I get over here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, uh, yeah. Like it's just a great frustration vent through that name. Mm. And mm. I think Cleveland's the same way. Cleveland sucks i mean I'm, I'm hearing yeah i'm hearing you like if, if if somebody's being a dick and like you you could just use the fact he's from cleveland to justify it just because of the word yep. but like like what, uh, he's from cleveland exactly. but like what have like, clevelanders done like they it's not like they've created their like whole identity around like taking ice baths right I mean, like you know they are like some they're not great. Okay. Like we can, we can, okay. Mm-hmm. If you ever watched uh, the Browns. Okay. First of all, it's a tragedy. Like all I'm assuming over. you're talking about tennis. Okay. Uh, the, yeah. The, the tennis, the, the Cleveland Browns. I thought, I thought you were team. talking about the, uh, uh, what's that? Cle- the Cleveland show. Are they the Browns? Cleveland Brown. Yeah. Yep. I do. Yeah. Yep. That, that's what I thought you were talking about, to be honest. Oh. Okay. You'd also be talking well, about okay. meet the Fire, Browns. From fired again. Cleveland also Browns yeah. football team. I used to be a mm-hmm. huge fan. And they are mm-hmm. terrible. They're terrible fans. They fucking and uh, why? 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 Uh, yes. Because they, they immediately are like, we suck, and they don't like. They don't <laughs> stick to anything to be good. They just keep going. We suck, and they keep changing, and then they just keep firing their quarterback. And we're like, well, this team is a piece of shit. You've had forty-seven quarterbacks that have all been fired. I think this team is fucking garbage because I don't think it's them. Like, have you guys ever seen the somebody put like every single starting quarterback on the back of his jersey and he had to like extend the jersey going down because it got so long. <laughs> he had to wear like a morning suit. Yeah. Yeah. It just <laughs> going down, covered the numbers and just keep adding stripes. <laughs> Horn. I mean, just all the way down, you know, it's, they're just, oh, and they're also, they're rough fans. Like they have the dog pound. I, my 
brother uh, grew up What's there. What's the dog pound? Okay. What does that they're mean? They're like they're the super fans and they live they're in the they're in the end zone. Uh, and they and, call themselves the dog pound? Yeah, cuz they wear like dog helmets and stuff. I don't really know why they're called the dog pound. Uh, what is a but dog they do, helmet, Derek? They have like, you know, dog bones and like uh, oh, anyway, Jesus Christ. it's uh, okay. they're there. And they're, what, they're, kind, what kind of dog? Because a dog is not an, a menacing animal. If you've got the ears of a Labrador on your hat, that's not good for a sporting event. Like, yeah, no, okay, if you're looking like an Alsatian, then kind of fair, fair enough. But it's okay. It's not, it's not cute dogs. It's ugly dogs. Uh, okay. Like I that think makes it's more it better. like a basset hound or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. it, we're getting past it. Okay. <laughs> One, game. <laughs> One game. My dad was sitting there. There, they were in Cleveland watching the game, and uh, it was like a play in the end zone. Two receivers cross, and the um, the official doesn't see one of them and just gets knocked out in the snow and is just laying there unconscious in the end zone. Without missing a beat, the dog pound immediately fucking hitting him with snowballs while he is unconscious on the field. Like they are a brutal. That's kind of holy shit. Yeah, it's very funny. Like there's the night that they threw trash and batteries out onto the field. That is less. Not funny. because they were upset with what was, because they were not going to get the team back. Like they were, they lost the team. And then the team went on to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> and then they got another team. And then they sued to get their shitty record back. It's just a fucking mess all around. So, okay. But I love Cleveland. <laughs> I, I, had, I had a lot of fun there. Shout out to uh, Megan. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Megan. I, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've never had an issue with Cleveland. I like Cleveland. Um, I don't know why comics are mad at Cleveland. Most most comics are become more attractive when they're in Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they realize that because you know a, a comic who's like a Chicago I don't know five is like a Cleveland seven. So they should be gracious that Cleveland is exist. I mean they should be, but it is what it is. I mean I don't know. I I, I, I comedy is interesting. Is that a compliment to Cleveland. That sounded like it was not a compliment. Yeah. I, I mean, no. I don't think anyone walks away uh, unscathed from that one, Derek. So yeah. I think it's, I think it's fine. <laughs> I, I think it's fine. I think, I think uh, I want to know before, before we sort of kind of move on and just talk about, you know, some bullshit. Cause we're kind of reaching the, the end of it is what was your favorite special in the past year, Martin? Oh man. And, uh, if, if you, if you've yeah. not seen Charlene's boy, by uh, Dion Cole, that it, it was the I think the perfect special, uh, especially over the last you know really? few years. Yeah, it, it it was funny, it was poignant, it was timeless. Um, it 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 just it hit all the right notes for me personally. So that, I think that came out last year. So uh, Dion Cole's uh, Charlene's Boy, that's my number one. And then uh, Hannibal Hannibal Buress had one that he put out, uh, and I was very high when I watched it. He he did. This yeah. is this this is also this is like during the pandemic, maybe 2020, 2021, somewhere around there. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah, but then he he took it was on YouTube and then he took it off, and I was like, fuck. But it it was like also very. It was just fun. It was a fun special uh, that he shot yeah. in uh, Miami. I think it was I think it was called the Miami Special, but I don't know where you can access it now. Interesting. Okay, 
I'm sure. And I had, had a I had a pretty funny fucking comedy cube video that you can check it on YouTube as well. And I, I might have some other stuff cooking up. So I think I think well, I'll, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be on these motherfuckers. Send some heads, links, bro. post some links. I gotta yeah, ask yeah. you something. Okay, sure. you've done you've done you've done stand up, you've done improv, you've done sketch, you've done all of it. Okay, which one is the best? Um, or why is stand up better than the other ones? Uh, why are comedians better than improvers or sketches? Um, I, I wouldn't say anyone is better than the other. Um, I, I, I think out of my, like, I, I, I've learned to use a lot of improv in my standup. So I'm, okay. I'm never going to shit on improv the way a lot of people hate it for whatever reason. Um, but I, I do find that I think the reason people do hate improv is because you're having to watch adults work together to form this thing. And it's always like every improv group just kind of looks the same. It's like always the bald guy, uh, the fat guy, the, yeah. you know, the Mar like she, you, you can't, you can't tell, you can't, you, there's always like a girl. You're like, I can't tell if she's attractive or it's because she's surrounded by these mutants. Like, is she, yeah. is she good looking or is it because guy. Yeah. It's, it's always that. Uh, and then like one, like decently, you're like, okay, is this, all right, and like the min oh the minority guy or whatever. Um, I want to reiterate that Martin prefaced this saying that he doesn't shit on improv like lots right. of comedians do. Right. And then no, but people will be like, it. I fucking and then, and then, and then, yeah. Without they have no re they they have no reason to. I at least was in it long enough to. And I still do <laughs> it. Like, I can start you weren't it. there, oh, man. Vietnam. <laughs> You can't talk yeah, about yeah. Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't even there. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I like my. I like that the other thing he said, Ben, was well, it's a bunch of adults trying to work together, and he said it in yeah. such a disparaging way, and that that to me was very funny. <laughs> you said disparaging, what? I say despairing. Like he was just saying yeah. that, that's that's, that's never gonna happen. Fucking adults working well, no, together, it, like it's just it's already this, it's just, unbelievable. It's this, weird, it's this <laughs> weird thing of seeing like five five people who you know have to vote and like go to work the next day and. Pay taxes, but like <laughs> their way of escaping is pretending they're on a rowboat, and they're like, "Man, I'm so glad that we got rid of Trump." And you're like, "What the fuck are you even doing?" Like there, there was this, there's this person, there's this person I used to do improv with, and I swear to God, like with the scene would be like, "Oh, okay, we're 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 at a a, a fucking cat cafe." And she'd be like, you know, I'm tired of everyone trying to have autonomy over my body. And then people start clapping. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with the cat cafe? What, 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 what happened to the cat cafe? I thought we were going to be petting cats. What are, you, what are you talking about? We love improv. Oh, man. Just spitting truth. And cut. <laughs> Just do a walk, walk in front. Oh, man. Improv I want is hard. It is hard. It is hard. Yeah. to be good. To be good, yes, yeah. But yeah. that's the issue. There's so there's so much bad improv that it's easy. It's yeah. easier to hate, and because you're seeing again, because you're seeing a group of people fail as opposed to one person. And that, again, that's if you that's if they're failing, as if it's bad. But you're going right. to see a lot more bad improv than good improv. Just like you, you're more than yes. likely to see, you're more likely to see more bad stand up than good stand up. But 
you know, I, I think yeah. seeing one person by themselves like sweat and be terrible is not as egregious as like it's like eight of you up there and none of you motherfuckers can figure out like how to make this story cohesive or you know conclusive, whatever. I think I think the only thing worse than that is watching one good person amongst the eight like really trying to hold it together. I don't know if you've mm. ever seen that. That is like, painful. You just feel bad for them. I just feel like, oh, horrible. Guy. Like I'm like, oh, he's funny, but he's not going to win. He's going to lose yeah. this one. He's going to go down. Yeah. This is like watching somebody in well, a bad relationship. Like, oh, this is not going to go well. <laughs> we can't. We can't <laughs> even tell really him. Bring Should we tell down. him? Should we yeah. talk to him about it after? But Martin, you're you're quite the salesman because like you've now made me want to go and see. I want to see bad improv where. It was a white woman who made this political remark, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, that's the end of my line of inquiry. No more questions, Your Honor. Move on. <laughs> yep. yep, that was a good choice, Ben. Well done. <laughs> well done. Nah, I mean, Actually, I think Fired. You, that is, you've sold improv way better than, I think improv gets sold wrong. It tells you like, oh yeah, we're going to be fucking taking examples and doing this. And you're like, that is not what you're about to watch. What you yeah. are about to, yeah. this is like the dick pill. It's just way overselling what's going to happen. You're going to get 20 extra inches. You're going to get like another dick on your dick. No, you're not. <laughs> be, you might be able like an extra chubby a little bit more than normal. Yeah, but it's just like, but that it, there is the bit where it's like, um, oh, cause I always just say to people when I was, saying to them yeah if you want to like open mic comedy which i still think is one of the best cheap nights out you can have I like just you. go into an open mic comedy show because it's like mm-hmm. you either get a great night of comedy because there are a handful that are pretty good or you get a good story about how they all sucked and that's kind of the same with improv like you can either laugh with them if they're good or at them if they're terrible like i remember watching a game of uh they called it headphones where like, you know, two, it was a troop of four, two of the troop have headphones in so they can't hear what's going on. They can only see it and then they have to reenact it afterwards. And there was this group, pro- the duo at the beginning were protesters because somebody called out protesters. So they were doing this as if they were holding up placards, right? And I was genuinely impressed with what the other two came up with because I was like, I don't know what. I would do if I just saw that. And they came out afterwards went, I bloody love being a church bell ringer. And I was, I, I lost my mind. I thought, well, fair play. You've managed to actually come up with a job that involves that motion. It was either that or butter churner, and you went with the funnier one. And so, like, when you see something like that, you're like, you're right. There's a real diamond in the rough element to to improv, and I think that can also give you a false sense of security. Like that was my first ever time being a viewer of improvised comedy. So I was like, oh wow, these guys have got it nailed. These improv comedy god this is a new new plateau I've, I've reached a new level of what i enjoy watching and then i went to see subsequent improv events and then absolutely as you say someone has to shoehorn in something that they think is current and topical <laughs> like but you sold it so well the idea of a woman sat in a cat cafe talking about bodily autonomy is yeah. fucking hilarious that's yeah. also pretty plausible as a conversation that i imagine happens with lonely women in cat cafes <laughs> also true also but uh i mean what do, what do you are you have any shows coming up uh martin what are you doing 
Yeah, uh, you can catch me in St. George, Utah uh, in May. Uh, I'm going to be in uh, London and Paris in June performing. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll get Sick. those uh, shows and dates out closer to time. Um, some shows coming up in L.A., uh, New Orleans, uh, end of April. So that's the big one, Comedy nice. House NOLA. So come check those out uh, if you're in the New Orleans or Louisiana area. Uh, and I'll... I'll post, I'll post all my links on, on my Instagram. Thanks for watching Raisin Bread, you guys. This was uh, another great show. Thank you so much, Martin, for joining us. If you could do me a huge favor and click on one of the links I am pointing to, I would greatly appreciate it. I'll see you guys next time.